We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zadroit, joined by Chris Owen to talk game week 16 in the Premier League. Chris, we're talking Thursday evening after the rest of game week 15 happened. We're coming immediately after a couple games on Thursday. Chris, I commend you here for coming into the show off of what happened to you over the week. couple couple bad beats. We both had a couple bad beats today. Okay, maybe not bad beats, just unlucky. Unlucky games. Um, you had Aston Villa, one of your bets last week. I took Aston Villa double chance, but you had Aston Villa over one and a half goals. They had they should have scored again. They got one goal, they won one nil. They should have got another goal. Today yeah. you had Tottenham money line. They were up one nil. The second goal they gave up, it was terrible. For me personally, I also had I had under two and a half goals in this Everton Newcastle game. There's no goals the first 79 minutes. Then Kieran Trippier makes two mistakes in 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden Beto is on a breakaway for the third goal, and my bet loses. So it's been whatever, Chris. I, so I commend you to come on this show after a pretty brutal game week 15 for yourself. Yeah, really, you know. Obviously, really appreciate you bringing that up, Adam. Also, good <laughs> evening. Good to see you once more. You call them bad beats. I call them bad bets. We, we gotta. You, they're either good or they're not. I uh, I did miss that that Tottenham bet. Of course, they go up one zero. I was buzzing. I was at work, so I, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the match. And I follow along. I got, of course, the Tottenham buddies are chiming in. You know, we're the most unlucky team. Blah blah blah. I'm. You know, half of me is pissed off that I'm missing my bet. Half of me is kind of just laughing at Tottenham. Is Big Ange on the hot seat? I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, of course, that Aston Villa game on Wednesday, maybe one of the better performances that I've seen from a team in, in quite some time. I think Holland, you know, in, early on, Emmy Martinez made a really nice double save on Holland. But the, other than that, like, Aston Villa just kind of dominated them, which is not something I necessarily expected. I expected a pretty back-and-forth match there, and – in what I, th- I thought was going to be the over one and a half for Villa. Uh, who, David Louise had had a, had one off the pipe, like very late in the match. Douglas. I'm like, oh, yeah, Douglas. I'm like, yeah. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> David Louise here, he's yeah. coming in. 
Yeah, Douglas Luis had one off the pipe. I got a lot of a lot of things going on in the head there. You know, could have been David Silva. <laughs> could have messed that up in so many ways. Uh, but luckily, just one way I messed it up on. But yeah, he Douglas Luis missed hit the pipe late on. Of course, the 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 Leon goal was was pretty fortunate for them, anyways. But they were all over City. Interesting match. I Villa's got makes makes this weekend even better too. Now that we're going to have that uh, that Villa Arsenal match that we will be getting into. But you know we're back again here. I'm never never afraid to show face. That's for sure. Even when it's uh, even when I'm looking directly down a loss. I, was I zero and four last week? One and three? I can't remember. You were it wasn't good. You were 0-4, okay. unfortunately. Yeah, so you also had Chelsea double chance at Manchester United in the team parlay. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm just going to get right back at it, and I'm going to throw down some more bets. Yeah, I just wanted to throw out that. So I opened Monday's show, the show earlier this week, just talking about no one's getting clean sheets, there's goals in all these matches. So it turns out that the game that I took, I took Wolves over one-and-a-half goals. You took Aston Villa over one-and-a-half goals. Just one goal in each of those games. Uh, you took under in the Fulham Nottingham Forest match, five goals in that one. I took under in the Everton Newcastle Wayne one, three goals in that one. Uh, so we just can't get things right here. We but we're here to get them right. We're gonna figure it out. I was actually three and zero. I know we're talking about some some losses here. I I, I did actually hit all of my uh, game bets. I did not hit my parlay bet, but I was three and zero on my other bets last or earlier this week. So. Uh, I'll just, I'll just throw that in your face. I'm getting back to 500. You got, you have more of a ways to go uh, coming off your cold streak, but uh, up is down, down is up. <laughs> yeah. I can't get one right. You're hitting your bets somehow. You know, somehow. We're, we're back. Somehow. I don't, I don't mind it at all. You know, the, it only, you know, what is that? We pain is just weakness leaving your body. So <laughs> in, in the form of exactly, exactly. Let's get to it, though. Let's get to it. The first game we, we're talking about, we have, so I think it's five games Saturday, five games Sunday, something like that. It's pretty even split. But we got Sheffield United. Uh, talk Before, we got a couple big matches we coming up. But this this one is, uh, this is our, our, our screwball uh, that we're they're throwing to the fans here. Sheffield United are at home, plus 350 to win. Brentford, Brentford are minus 125. Uh, seems like. Yes, definitely. And Brian and Bomo is out. I just wanted to think about it for a second. Brian and Bomo is out. He's probably going to be out a few weeks. Seems like a high ankle sprain uh, that he picked up midweek. So basically the best scorer is going to be out. So that's kind of why we look at this line movement on the screen. Again, go to rotowire.com slash soccer. Go to the betting page. You can see this line movement earlier in the week. Sheffield United were plus 400 to win. Now they're plus 350. Brentford are minus 155. Now they're minus 125. I think a lot of that has to do with these injuries. A lot of it has to do with the Mbomo injury. Maybe some of it has to do with Sheffield United looking slightly like a, a real team against Liverpool. Maybe somewhat. Uh, Chris doesn't think so. It was 2-0. No, no yeah, I mean, I, most I, of the match, I don't think so. I disagree. They look okay. They look okay. okay. So you were giving a face. Yeah, okay. The Chris Wilder bump. There you go. Uh, the draw is plus 285, and then we're looking at over two and a half goals at minus 115, under two and a half goals at minus 110. So sitting right in the uh, right in the sweet spot there for in terms of odds. So you, I don't know, if, did you watch that Liverpool Sheffield United game fully? I, I caught the second half, the full okay. second half. 
So, so what do you think? New manager bump, does that t- go into effect against Liverpool after maybe one day of training under Chris Wilder? Or is it, uh, you know, a couple more days of training? You get this bump against Brentford without Mbomo, without a bunch of guys. So, This one's tough to tell. I did, you know, I missed the first half, but, you know, so he's back at his boyhood club, you know, managed there, all that good stuff. He... But he led the team to relegation already. Yeah, yeah. He's been there. He's done that. And it's been poor. Uh, so, like, I don't know. You look at you look at Sheffield United. They've scored the least amount of goals in the league. They've conceded the least or the most amount of goals in the league. You know, so they've got 11 goals to their name for the season. So that's not great. That's not going to do it. First of all, you got to start scoring some goals. Second of all, you know, what well, it's the car before the horse type of thing. Like, do they stop conceding goals or they do, do they start scoring goals? I think it's a little bit easier to stop conceding. They've conceded a total of 41 goals all in what 15 matches, 21. Um, I think it was 20. It's pretty even. It's like 20, 21. So whether the home or away, they're just conceding a boatload of goals. I think did eight, was that that Newcastle game where eight of them came or was that a different one that I'm thinking of? Yep. That was Newcastle. Okay. So a lot of them came there, but still, I, a lot of concerns with this match. Uh, you you did mention that perhaps uh, you know Brentford's going to be without a couple players here. It sounds like, but I still think that uh, you know Brentford's pretty pretty favored here. What, what did we say the money line bet was? It was uh, minus one minus one twenty five for an away team in the in the in the premise feels enticing but kind of risky too. I feel like. Uh, I'm going to avoid that altogether. I, I, I kind of, I was weary of the, the new manager bump, you know, cause usually the, you can pull out a kind of a performance, like guys playing for their jobs, potentially they might shake things up. So I'm, I'm going to avoid that altogether. I do. I am intrigued by the money line bet. There's a couple other ones out there that are interesting for this one. Uh, the Brentford over one and a half uh, goals for the game. But a- after I got burned, by Villa on Wednesday, I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding that one in this in this particular matchup. But like, I I'm gonna take a, a book straight a, a page from the script of Adam Zdrojek here. I'm gonna take a corners bet. It's corners and wages, baby. We're back, and that is over five and a half corners for Brentford in this match. It's uh, what do we what do we have it at? I think I got yeah minus one thirty. Classically didn't write it in my notes. Minus one thirty, as you said. But you look back, they gave up 12, 12 corners to um, Liverpool. I was looking at some of their other matches, and, and they've all been over five and a half corners in the past past four matches. I think a couple of those included some uh Burnley had over five and a half, uh Bournemouth had over five and a half, and so did Brighton. Currently, if you look at this handy dandy cheat sheet from redwire.com. You can see, you go over the cheat sheet, you look at like corners conceded here. Sheffield United leading the league in corners conceded. They're averaging 7.4 corners conceded per 90 minutes. I'm going to take that over. I'm just going to bang that over on the on the corners here. Minus 130. Taking a page out of your book. Is that okay? Like, are you offended or, or are you just like, Chris, let's get back on track? Um, I don't take minus 130 bets, so go for okay. it. That's fair. All right. Well, you know, as you made very clear, and we've now made very clear. I'm I'm in I'm down bad right now. I gotta get get something where I can get it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get it. I'm I'm just double checking to make sure I don't take minus one thirty bets here. I don't see I don't see any. I'm scrolling through the spreadsheet, so so I'm in the clear. That statement was true. Uh, <laughs> good, good. At least. 
So as you're talking, I've been trying to analyze the stats in, in the uh, Sheffield United-Liverpool match, and I, I noticed that Sheffield United actually had a few big chances uh, in that game, had a few big chances missed. So that's kind of wearing here for my bet. But I'm going under two and a half goals. You mentioned Sheffield United have been terrible at scoring. So if you look at their expected lineup, they started this this 20-year-old Andre Brooks came into the starting 11. I think he had two prior Premier League appearances, uh, started against Liverpool, which was kind of surprising. He did he did well, so maybe I shouldn't call him out or anything. Uh, but they returned to another youngster, Will Asula, started the first few games of the season, so he's back. McBurney's still suspended. I'm not sure they actually have a true goal scorer on their so that. And then Brentford, Noah Bomo, who's been their best goal scorer this season, uh, they took – Six shots in the second half against Brighton uh, midweek. So you don't have Ivan Tony. You don't have Brandon Bomo. Your two best goal scorers. You don't have your starting fullbacks. You don't have. You don't have. It doesn't seem like Matthias Jensen's going to be ready to start either. Uh, they get Christian Norgard back from suspension, but it just it just seems like okay maybe it's going to be a two one result kind of a thing. I'll probably lean with Brentford in, in terms of that, but. Just with what we've seen from Sheffield United in terms of them scoring, and when you throw out all these absences for Brentford, I, I just can't. I just can't be on the side of there's going to be goals. There's going to guarantee to be goals in this one. So, so I'm going under two and a half goals at minus one ten. What do you think? Do you think uh, you kind of agree with that goals two one result or? Or do you think can get uh, a little wild here for for Sheffield United? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little weary of the, the under two and a half because. I mean, dude, 41 goals in 15 matches. That's a lot of goals conceded. They did just hold a pretty, de- you know, Liverpool with two goals. And that last one came very, very late. Yeah, the 94th minute. The other one was was an off a corner to Virgil Yeah, it was like first half to Van Dyke. But, I mean, 41, 41 goals. Like, I'm a little weary of this under two and a half. But, yeah, uh, so you don't even have your – you don't have any of your regular set-piece takers. So uh, maybe that removes some of these set-piece possibilities. Well, is that more of a – is, you know <laughs> – is that a Brentford thing or is that a Sheffield thing? Well, know, I'm saying for they're, they're so well, like well, I'm just saying like okay, Liverpool got one of their goals from Van Dyke off a set piece. I mean, yeah. are we? Are, I don't know. It's just another thing to add to it. Okay, in addition to not having their goal scores, they don't have any of the regular set piece takers either. So it, okay, I mean, this is so if they Neil, get they what get, about your boy Neil Mopay? Like he's you know, not a set piece taker. He's, <laughs> he's a goal scorer. You know, if we're, if we're looking at the overs here or the unders, have they tweeted about him this week? Because you know, if they have, I'd be weary. They tweeted about him today in training. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did. I saw. I saw. I saw a picture of him. Let me. Uh, that, let, me let me scroll real quick here. Does um, that make you any more weary that they've been tweeting about their goal scorer all week? Uh, okay, uh, Johan Visha was talked up a bunch by by Thomas Frank. So, uh, okay, maybe maybe it's a, a lot of Saman Godosh. Uh, maybe the Malpai wasn't in there today. Okay, okay. so we're good. No, no Mape. So yeah, he says he's plus one seventy five anytime. If he, if you really need a, want to bang a Brantford, uh This is this is a difficult game. We got some difficult games to talk yeah, about, and this is just a difficult one as well. Yeah. So, uh, we're talking about a manager who was, I think, officially hired on Tuesday. Had a, t- a Tuesday training session, 
hosted Liverpool on Wednesday. So had another training session probably Thursday, Friday, and now Saturday he's hosting Brentford. So that's the kind of week it's been for Sheffield United. Pretty fun for, for Chris Wilder getting his, getting his return to the club. But next game we're talking about Aston Villa, another massive game for them. And I wonder if having massive games twice in four, four days. Yeah. Twice in four days. Uh, Arsenal are playing twice in five days, I believe, because they played Tuesday. So Aston Villa are home against Arsenal. The odds, as you can see, have gone, have changed a little bit since Aston Villa won. Instead of plus 265 to win, now they're plus 240 to win. Uh, Arsenal are plus 110 to win, and then the draw is plus 265. Uh, Arsenal had a little bit of a different midweek game. Got uh, Some would argue, some Liverpool, some Man City fans would argue, got a lucky win at Luton Town. They won 4-3. Uh, but over two and a half goals is minus one forty in this one. Under two and a half goals is plus one ten. So can Aston Villa make it two in a row against the top two teams in the league? Do you think that I? I'm kind of thinking they could at least pull a point they out. They, we just that. saw Arsenal were down three two at Luton Town. So you got to believe that Aston Villa can can take points here. Yeah, I mean, they've been perfect at home this season. One of two teams to to have uh, been perfect at home. Them and Liverpool, seven wins, seven matches. Uh, pretty comparable stats, too. Villa has scored 24 goals while con- conceding just five goals in, in seven matches, which is pretty impressive. Arsenal, this is... I mean, it was it was, and we said this on on uh, what day was that? Was that Monday we recorded the podcast? We said, I mean, we picked. I I took the Villa over one and a half because you know, City was missing some guys. Like they were, they were at least missing Rodri at the very least. They were missing missing Grealish, but Arsenal pretty pretty. They aren't missing many people here. I think they're pretty pretty full strength. But like I said, Villa at home, I think uh, another good opportunity for them to just like etch their case as like we're contenders. I don't, you know, are we ready to say that quite yet? I would say maybe European contenders. Um, but I like them here. They're at home. I mentioned they're perfect, uh, perfect seven and O at home. Um, I, they've been scoring plenty of goals. So I'm looking at a little uh, same game par- parlay here for my bet. It's Aston Villa double chance. So that's uh win or draw and over one and a half goals. I, I think they're going to score or there will be at least two goals in this game. Um, and yeah, they take a point that hits You're You're well on your way. And that is, uh, you know, Adam did the hard yards for me here and it was, I uh, put it together for a plus plus one fifteen. Yeah. Aston Villa double chance over one and a half goals total in the game at plus plus one fifteen. Yep. Yeah, so I was. I think you were going to look at Aston Villa double chance as well. That's what I took against Manchester City. I was going to take it again, but I think yeah. you said, what is it, minus 140, minus 145 or something. Yeah, so unfortunately not not in the range of giving as a suggestion here. Uh, yeah, minus 140 right now. So we had to do different things. So I'm just kind of looking at that Manchester City game, and I'll say, okay, let's, let's, let's do it again. Under two and a half goals at plus 110. Um, it, this could be wild. This could be wild like that Luton Town match. I think you are thinking more goals. It, this could be back and forth like we originally thought for that Manchester City game. We, I mean, it was for yeah. a little bit. Um, granted, Manchester City had two shots in that game. Um, 
which is maybe the most surprising stat uh, of the season. Those those might've came in the first half too. I mean, if I think uh, Martinez had that double save on Holland, pretty much that was in the first half. I thought, yeah, they had no shots in the second half, no corners, nothing in the second half. Diego Carlos Uh, was a beast. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at that and, taking it the same route. I know Rodri wasn't there and maybe Arsenal are, are a little bit more in form in terms of scoring goals than Manchester city. So that is worrying and Arsenal are seemingly allowing more goals, but they did, you know, they allowed three goals against Luton town, but they only gave up six shots. So, you know, that just kind of thing isn't really going to happen too often, but I was looking at the Aston Villa, uh, the lineup. So a little before that Manchester city game, they moved, uh, Una Emery, it moved Ezri Kanza, We've been playing center back to right back. So he was kind of prepping for these games, trying to get probably a little more defensive, get more uh, just better defense than having Matty Cash there. So they went. So it's kind of uh, three center backs there with Pau Torres, Diego Carlos and Ezri Kanza there. And then for the Manchester City game, Yuri Tielemans started with Kamara and Douglas Luiz. Tielemans had been getting time. But still a little more defensive look. Uh, I think it was listed as like a 4-4-1-1 with Tielemans as the attacking midfielder. Uh, where So you have all these guys. Kamara was awesome in that game. Again, yeah. Tielemans, all these midfielders who drop back a ton. So you just have these, these players in there who already more of a defensive look. I know they dominated the game and had a ton of chances, but they – they just have like this defensive system here that Una Emery has been kind of kind of mastering and getting ready for these two games and maybe you know all these games against better or top competition because because as as I mentioned on the last show, Aston Villa against a team like Liverpool and against the top four sides or whoever has hasn't hadn't looked good in the past year, but that game against Manchester City kind of changed that because kind of changes tactics a little bit, kind of changed some things a little bit. So I'm kind of thinking that's going to stay the same uh, with under two and a half goals at plus one ten. Are you still on? Uh, what is what is your goal prediction here? Do you think two two one one? What are you going with? What is my goal prediction here? I don't think I, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm against the under. I, I know you're here, you're under the two and a half, but I mean, like last season, four, two Arsenal in the, in the most recent tie, that was actually this same tie with Aston Villa at home. Obviously a much different team that was, you know, back in February, I think Aston Villa really kind of came on strong later in the season, if I recall correctly. Um, but then the, the, the one, the one for Arsenal at home was two, one, um, it's kind of been all over the place aside from that, but Villa is a much changed team since you know the previous seasons. They're much more competitive, but I I see like a two two, perhaps maybe like a maybe a, a two one Villa. Do I dare say? You dare say? <laughs> I've dared to say it. So yeah, I don't know. I I saw a lot out of out of Villa. I you know tough to go. I will say the fixture, the thing where it's like three days, you know, I guess four days later, you know, you face one top side, then you got to go right back at it and remain and like keep those levels. That's really the the levels of intensity is incredibly tough. And that's where most of these clubs stumble. So that, that'll be a good, good measurement. And we, I mean, we saw it with a couple other teams that that happened this week where it's just like, you, you have one big match and then you go into another big match and it's just, it's tough to remain consistent for them. But I, what I saw on Wednesday was a really, really strong team. Yeah, it's a ridiculously difficult schedule that the league 
that the league dished out to Villa. I, I guess they're maybe they're lucky that both these games aren't at Manchester City and Arsenal back to back because that would just be cruel. Um, yeah, <laughs> fortunately for them, it's at home. I joked actually earlier in the week in, in our Discord that Aston Villa at home are the best are the best team in Europe. Uh, and I mean. <laughs> I mean, we'll see after this game if it's if yep. they do if they do what they did against Manchester City. If they do that same thing, then I, you might not be able to argue that one. So yeah, Villa Park was absolutely bumping too in the second half. It was like every tackle. Sound, I mean, I watched on TV, but it's like every tackle sounded like it was the place the roof was going to come off that place. It's like it's like a kind of like Goodison, you know, when when in late in the season when Everton are uh, are trying to uh, avoid stay above. Running. Yeah, stay above. Like, kind of, I was getting really, really same vibes there. <laughs> that was like today when they got, when they destroyed my under two and a half goal bet. That's what it was like. Uh, Unai Emery, probably one of the favorites up there for manager of the year. I don't know. I don't really look at manager of the year odds or anything like that. I don't even know if they exist, to be honest, but uh, he's probably up there in terms of who's going to be, who's going to be winning that award at the end of the season. But, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next game we're talking about is one of the most difficult games I think that we have to give bets on for the season. So we got Tottenham are at home at plus 120 uh, to beat Newcastle, who are plus 205. The draw is plus 280. And the odds have moved a little bit here. So you can see, let's see, December 7th. Earlier this morning, Newcastle were plus 175 to win. And then apparently after today's game against Everton, in which they kind of slipped away from them, they dropped to plus 215. Some people picked that up. Now it's plus 205. Uh, so some some odds changes there uh, over what do we got over two and a half goals is minus 190. So a lot of goals expected similar to that West Ham game over three and a half goals is plus 135 under three and a half goals is minus 165 under two and a half is plus 150. So Tottenham, we already talked about it. They lost at home two one against West Ham. Pretty dumb goal allowed. Newcastle haven't rotated, I think, maybe four straight matches kind of a thing. They just don't have a massive bench. I'm not sure anyone's going to be returning either for this game. I think Jamal Lachelle's left with a dead leg late in the match. I think he's going to be fine, but that's just kind of what they're going with. They're, they're running out the same starting 11 in all these games. They had, yeah. they had Champions League. They were in Paris last week. They got to host AC Milan in like a must-win game. 
next midweek. I don't know if that's Tuesday or Wednesday. So they're running out the same starting 11 because they don't have a bench uh, because everyone's injured and they're playing games every three, four days just does not help. So how much do you think that plays in this? And how much do you think, are you worried that you took Tottenham money line last game and they, they kind of blew it for you? They kind of blew it for me. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Uh, you, you saw them go up 1-0 and then just West Ham. That J, the JWP goal to win it for them was just kind of absurd. Tottenham, 75% possession in that game. Yeah, I didn't love what I saw there, but uh, – yeah, you mentioned it. I was. This is one of the tougher games to bet. I like. What do they know that we don't know with Tottenham? Like plus one twenty. That that feels. It could be higher, and I would love to take that. But I mean, it's a Newcastle side. You look at the the injury report here on Rotowire, and it's like a, each team has like what ten guys, nine guys at least that are they're all injured, suspended, or out. Newcastle has twelve, and yeah. Tottenham has nine. Yeah. So. Missing a lot of key pieces for both teams. Is Big Ange on the hot seat? You know, one more of these, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, in all reality, I mean, I love what he's done, but I mean, he's just been rocked by injuries, at least to the key players. I think uh, what we what we've seen here is um, Tottenham can't defend. They don't, you know, they're they're giving up goals like left and right here. Uh, Newcastle given up three, not always great. You look at some of the, I'm just going to go back to their previous matchups here over the past three seasons. Last year, 6-1 Newcastle. I think Harry Kane had the only goal there for Tottenham. That was at St. James Park. In the same tie, it was uh, 2-1 Newcastle. Um, and then even going back, 5-1, 3-2, 2-2, 1 Ton of goals in these in these matchups, at least in the past five, five or so. I've had trouble finding anything of value. I wanted to go like over. I wanted to go double chance. I wanted to, to do all these things, but they're all like minus one forty or minus one fifty or minus you know like just not not something we can take. Even though Adam lets me take minus one thirty, so I had to go to I had to go to the one where I could find value here. I got both teams to score. I think they're both going to be able to find the back of the net. And uh, no draw, so that means there's going to be a winner. Uh, I got that at plus one hundred five, and it uh, it felt a little bit uh, felt a little bit disgusting, a little bit greasy to take that one. But I I don't know that Tottenham can necessarily win. Of course, Newcastle just lost. Like, what's which which way are we going? I, a money line bet so it feels I couldn't pick between the two, so I'm on the both teams to score no draw. And this is a bet that I really truly don't like, but it's just the one that has the most value. So yeah, this morning I wrote down. Uh, Tottenham double chance with uh, over what is it? Both teams to score. <laughs> Tottenham double chance with both teams to score, which is basically the same bet as yours. Uh, and that's what I wrote down this morning. And Chris gave me his bet, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't fully like mine because I do think maybe Newcastle could steal a win, similar to what West Ham did." So I don't want to go that route, but. Uh, we met. You mentioned that Sheffield United eight nil drubbing uh, that happened earlier in the season, but I just want to read off some of these results. Newcastle away from home, their last four away matches since that Sheffield United win: two two at West Ham, two two at Wolverhampton, two nil at Bournemouth, three nil at Everton. So they're allowing goals. They're starting the same back line in basically every game. Maybe Jamal Shells is 
maybe he actually has an injury and they got to start uh, Emil Kraft as center back, who is, I don't know, their eighth defender on the depth chart, who probably hasn't started in, probably hasn't started a league match in five years. I don't know. Uh, so you have that situation. These guys, it's going to be a short week. I guess it's technically a short week for both teams, but I think Tottenham are in a little better place because they got Pape Sar back. Richarlison got a few minutes today. Again, he's been back for about a week. Uh, they have more players that you kind of like just a little bit. Um, and I think that's the one thing that, that stands out. And then you got Tottenham at home. Um, so I do think, I do think Tottenham over one and a half goals at minus 125 is an option as well. But I'm basically taking the same bet that I had for today's game. I had uh, Tottenham minus 0.75 corners in the first half against West Ham. That one hit. They had four corners to one corner, I want to say, in the first half. So this time I'm taking Tottenham minus 0.25 corners in the first half at minus 115. Uh, if you watched, if anyone watched the Everton Newcastle match today, Everton kind of took it a little bit to Newcastle early in the half, early in the first half, early in the second half. I think they finished with eight corners to four for Newcastle. We've talked about it at, in during the show throughout the season. Newcastle corners aren't the same as they were last season. So I think we're getting an edge here. I think Tottenham will kind of have more possession like they did today. Maybe obviously not as much, but I think they're, they're going to get corners and Newcastle. It does seem like there's going to be some tire legs out there and they got AC Milan on the horizon. Tottenham do not have European play uh, midweek. So that's nothing to worry about for them. So Tottenham minus 0.25 corners in the first half. Minus one fifteen. So, do you like this more than my under bets, or or what? I, I do. And, and two things here that you said are interesting. You mentioned Neil Kraft might might play at center back for Lachelles. His last start came in twenty twenty one. He didn't play. He didn't. He played one match in the EPL last year for uh, for Newcastle. So not uh, not great if that's got to be the case. That being said, you mentioned, you know, last year, I think Newcastle was, did they lead the league in corners taken or they were up there? I think with Arsenal this year, they're yeah, not they, even close. I think they led the league. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it. so too. This year, they're not even close. They're, they're currently have 65 corners, uh, corners or 66 corners, uh, one that's bottom four in the league in terms of the amount of corners. That's crazy. That's wild. Like, such a wild disparity of like a team. And I, I'm not quite sure what's changed. I mean, they've had some injuries now, but that's more of a defensive thing. The thing you didn't mention too about them defensively is they're missing their Nick Pope's out for like what four to five months now. He re-injured oh, yeah. his shoulder. Oh so, yeah. So I should mention Dubrovka went up for a ball early in the second half. He landed on the goalpost. It looked it looked pretty bad. He he felt it a little bit. A couple other times, he was like, it seemed like he was screaming in pain. And then all of a sudden he was allowing goals. So I don't know if something's going to come out and be like, uh, he broke a, he broke a bone in his back or something. Uh, and then the, I think, I think Lorius Carius is their third yeah, option. So maybe something to keep an eye on. He did play through it. So maybe it's fine, but I, I do think that's interesting. Honestly, funny that Carius, I mean, back, he has another chance. He did start, he started their, uh, what was it last year? He started the uh, League Cup final against United because Nick Pope was out. I think Dubrovko was out too. So he yeah, started right. that match, I remember. But yeah, kind of, they are down to their some of their last options. Uh, I mean, Trippier is really the only starter that they've got in the lineup in the back line. So uh, Fabian Shar is a regular. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true too. But yeah, they're missing Botman. Um, Livermento was pretty good, uh, not in this match, but who, who they played before. But yeah, I, I, I like the the Tottenham favorite in the corners bet. Like I said, Newcastle really, really struggling to 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 put up. I guess I mean, is that a good stat that that says you're doing well? I don't know corners, but uh, yeah, they're, they're not having nearly as many as they had last year. Yeah, they, they're noticeably. I mean, we're talking about Aston Villa at home. Newcastle have been noticeably. A lot better at home this season compared to on the road. I gave yeah. some of their road results. the The eight no win at Sheffield United probably skews a lot of their a lot of their away numbers here for the season. Um, but you know, it was a week ago where they're at home against Manchester United and they just they just dominated them and everyone's like, yeah, Newcastle. And, and then okay, they go they go at Everton. It's just not the same team. So I, I kind of think that's that's what we're gonna get here. So yeah, I mean, you said. Take out they played seven matches away. Was that was an eight oh win that you said? Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean they have thirteen goals this season and eight of those away thirteen goals away and eight of those came in one match. So it's like other than that, they have five goals in six matches. Not great. Yeah, they've been shut out at Everton and at Bournemouth last two. So yeah. that does not help. Team parlay time. We got to get back on track here. Let's, uh, what are you talking about? You're talking about Wolverhampton here for your bet. Uh, I was on Wolverhampton last week. They were home against Burnley. Uh, Was that on this show? Yeah, it was on the show. I I took Wolverhampton, Wolves money line. They pretty much have the same odds. I'm not sure why the odds are the same. Nottingham Forest just lost 5-0. We talked about it earlier in the week. Nottingham Forest are just a bad team away from home. A ton of bad numbers. But Wolves sitting here, despite taking points, winning three of their last five at home, taking points in each of their last five at home. They're just minus 115 to win. Uh, So I just gave your bet out, so you can go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, I'm going to take Wolves money line, minus 115 here. But yeah, Chef. Uh, sorry, uh, not M Forest got not great. At, not great at home. They have they have taken four points. They've got one win, one draw, six losses, uh, eighteen goals against, six uh, scored. So it's not not great. But did they? Was that Fulham game today? That was at. It was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, right? Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was Wednesday. Or Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. It was Wednesday, yes. 5-0 to Fulham. Not, not going to do it there. but Wolves was Tuesday against Burnley. Yes, correct. Yep, there we go. But yeah, I mean, they are bad away from home. Wolves has actually been pretty solid. Um, and I, I just – this this is like the one team that's ho- like a home favorite that's pretty attainable. Um, so I, I think this just feels like the biggest layup that I could – I could take, of course. It's it's still Wolverhampton, so it's still a little concerned. But I like Wolves at home here. Money line minus one fifteen. Throw that in the parlay. Yeah, bet, bet makes sense. Minus one fifteen. I'm not sure. I I almost think it should be. You know, maybe it might move one minus one thirty, minus one forty. Maybe it might move just because people will be looking at Nottingham Forest a little bit more and be like, "What's going on here?" And then look at Wolverhampton. Uh, he Chan Huang is, is scoring or assisting in every game, even without. Pedro Neto, they're still finding success at home. Pablo Sarabia was really good for him uh, in that last game. Maybe should add more than one goal. Probably should add more than one goal for my over one and a half bet. But uh, on my side of the parlay, uh, I, uh, you know, it's been a long week. And I had a, I wrote an article as well earlier today, so I'm I'm stretched thin for bets. But uh, fresh in my mind was the Everton game. So I'm looking at the Everton game. They're home against Chelsea and. I was just looking at that Chelsea game, looking at all of the results, and all of these Chelsea matches are just frenetic. They're just all crazy. Uh, 
I don't know what Pochettino is is telling his team or what's going on, but they're all up and down. They they kind of got dominated by Manchester United last game. I think Manchester United had like 30 shots. Um, their defense has had issues. Uh, all these games are up and down. So if the game's going to be up and down, we already got Everton at home, a team that likes to you know pressure and be on the front foot early in matches, especially at home. So I'm just going Everton plus 2.5 corners in the first half against Chelsea. Uh, I also I also originally had, I think, Everton over four and a half corners, I think, is minus 130. I like that one as well. The game's going to be up and down. Everton are at home. I think they're, they have a good chance of having more corners than Chelsea in this spot, a team that kind of is, you know, they have, success, they have success here and there, but I think a lot of that's at home. So uh, let's go at Everton. You mentioned Goodison Park effect earlier. Uh, so that's minus 120. Everton plus two point put Everton plus 0.25 corners in the first half against Chelsea is minus 120. Wolves money line against Forest is minus 115. Team parlay is plus two four two odds. Chris, are we are we getting it back here? I hope so. We we had been good. We missed it this week and the weekend, but uh prior to that we were good. So um a plus two run, of, is pretty run of bad luck, but we're we're getting it back here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's all we got, though. That's all we got. Let's look at the ads for just a second. So, uh, rotoware.com/slash/soccer-trial. If you want to check out our FPL cheat sheet, um, Manchester City biggest favorite by a wide margin. They're playing at Luton Town. Haven't really mentioned that one. I may, I don't know. I may consider taking. Depending what the odds are, uh, like a Luton Town, I don't know what we can get, plus 2.5 goals. Um, they they played well at home this season at, at Kenilworth, uh, so something to check out there. Uh, Liverpool are at Crystal Palace. I got a bet in that one in my article coming out Friday morning, so check that out. Anything else catch your eye for Game Week 16, Chris? Did you take the draw in that game, the Liverpool <laughs> Palace? Uh, I did not. I looked at the over-under, actually. Okay, nice. I think they they drew Palace drew Liverpool twice last season, so worth a worth a look. A tough tough place to play. They got the early game, but yeah, interesting enough to get like a plus two and a half. Luton Town. I mean, they were just they're mere moments away from a draw with Arsenal. They drew uh, they drew Liverpool at Liverpool, the Kenya. Yeah. Like they they they're not they're putting up. You, you got to like what they're doing at home. They were just moments away from a good result today or the other day, and yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, that's what we got. Uh, you were gonna, you were gonna take something uh, West Ham money line or something, but I, I told you no. We're never betting on West Ham again. So. Yeah, we're we're off West Ham for a little bit after they they kind of after today. Uh, they are one of the better teams away from home. I think they have thirteen points away from home this season, and uh, you know, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. You can find Chris at chron8 on Twitter. I am at Roto's a drug. You can also follow Rotowire. Follow Rotowire Soccer at Rotowire Soccer. Thanks for watching the show. Hopefully, we can uh, get some money, win some money this weekend, and then we got Champions League, and then we'll be back for game week 17. I don't even know if I want to look at the holiday schedule because uh, you know, once Boxing Day hits and once New Year's hits, it's just games, games, games. Uh, but we'll be here. We'll be giving out bets. There'll be a way, somehow, some way, we'll be giving our bets out to the people. But, Chris, thanks for joining me on this Thursday night. Good luck on your bets. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks,